Hey, everybody, this is Scooter. I just want to thank everyone, one, for using that Amazon link. It's been a big help. Sleepwithmepodcast.com slash Amazon. And for all the T-shirt pictures we're getting, uh, I don't know if that's indicative of how many other people are looking to support the Children's Museum of Montana. But either way, we're going to get a nice little amount of money out to them. For all the shirts pictures I've been getting from you guys. And if, you, if you're if you a Monopoly man and you got a bunch of dough lying around, go to sleepwithmepodcast.com slash Montana uh, to help out the recently burglarized Children's Museum of Montana. But Bob's over here getting my attention. What is it, Bob? Scooter, we got a new call coming in here. Okay, Bob, hit, just, just hit. Who's it from? Uh, Scooter, it's a repeat call from Kendra. All right, so you hit it, Bob. Here you go. Hi, Scooter. It's Kendra from Newfoundland, Canada again. Just wanted to call to to wish all of my fellow listeners sweet dreams. Have a good night, and I hope you fall asleep fast. See ya. All right, thank you so much, Kendra. And let's get on with the show. Hey, you've only tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep, but welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. What you do with a bedtime story. Tonight's trending Twitter Tuesday. Tonight's trending Twitter Tuesday. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. We're going to do the rest. And what, what we do around these here parts... Uh, if you if you want me to take a you know you know first I fix up a, a homemade natural style imaginary version of country time lemonade that does not capitalize on all the chemicals but all the goodwill stirred by those ads and a man reminiscent of Wilford Brimley that may not have been Wilford Brimley and you know, we try to say she's welcome around here these here parts. I'm glad you're here. Come on in. That's the that's the attitude I guess we try to strike. I guess I way went way off track here. I said I thought I'd be able to pull it together. I, thus far, I've not. But stick with me, because what I'm going to do is create a men- mental swing bench on a lovely porch on a tr- tree-lined drive down imaginary lane, and I'm going to pat the seat here. And, you you know, I say, hey, come on down here and have a seat here right next to me. And if you if southern accent freaks you out, whatever, you know, I'll just use my accent. And you can imagine, you can, uh, you know, accentuate it as you wish. But I'm going to say this here is a safe place where you can set aside whatever's running through your brain, whatever's racing, whatever's got you up at night, thinking, worrying, planning, whatever it is, hurting or whatever's going through your brain that you say, I just can't fall asleep. Well, in some sense, I'm going to try to be a threshold guardian. I don't know if that's the right word. That's a word uh, Joseph Campbell uses, I think. I thought I'd throw it in there because yeah, mythology comes up this episode. But I said, well, I mean, you probably should get a degree and study that stuff first. But I'm going to try to be, I'm going to try to create a safe place on your transition from waking to going to sleep. I'm going to say, sit on this bench next to me. But really, you could be in your bed. You just lie down, close your eyes. And I'm going to try to distract the part of your brain that's keeping you up, that's talking, that's saying, that's saying oh, geez, I can't stop thinking about my ankle, whatever it is. 
or they can't let go of yesterday, today, or tomorrow, whatever whatever it is. I'm going to try to distract you. I'm going to go on a lulling, soothing tangents, they say. Well, this doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It is a bit lulling. It is a bit soothing. And it's a whole hell of a lot of boring. And I'd say that's, what, that's some of the ingredients in this hard lemonade we've got here for you. And down our tree-lined drive, which is neither straight nor directional, it goes on X, Y, and Z axes. So you, this, that's a tree-lined drive, drive, dry tree-lined drive of distraction, pointless meanders, where we'll walk together as, as hopefully you forget about life for a while and you say, well, Jesus, this kindly old man... This Brim, 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 Brimford, Brimley, Brimford, yeah, you could just call me Brimford. Part Wilford, part Brimley, but the best parts, you know, I don't have one of those mustaches, but I wish I did, push broom, uh, push broom style. But I'm glad you're here. I'm going to talk. I'm going to lull. I'm going to do pointless meanders, and she said, hopefully I put you to sleep. That's what, that's what I'm going to try to do. I don't know if that was a good summary, but basically I'm going to talk. All you got to do is kick back on this swing, go back and forth. And whenever you say, geez, this guy, he's droning on and on. Just like if you were sitting next to Wilford Brimley and you say, Wilford, could you give me, you know, I know about the high points of your career. And I know one day I'll, you know, joyfully read about the low points and how you recovered from them. Or if you're, you know, root against Wilford Brimley just from the low points only. But you say, geez, could you tell me about the middle parts of your career? The parts, you know, before and after Full House, not Full He said, I wasn't on Full House. It was our house. Well, then, you know, the things that don't add, you know, tell me those things, Wilford. Tell me about your drive here today. And I would say, sir, my name is Brimford, and I'm here to do take whatever Wilford Brimley would say and take it down two notches. If that doesn't make any sense to you, just give it a try. That's all I can tell you. This podcast does not make a lot of sense. So if you're looking for a sensible podcast, you, you know, I don't know if that's the best. I've said it before, you know, Jane Austen wrote me a letter from beyond that said, please don't bring me up in this podcast, but I have to. Sense and sensibility in bedtime you know, the actual words, sense and sensibility, they don't really go together. Maybe a little Jane Austen before bed with a cup of chamomile tea, country time chamomile, as we call around here, these parts. But, but you know, don't try to grasp on any meaning here because there won't be a lot. But there'll just be a friendly, friendly, friendly friends and, you know, nice, nice folks. You're going to hear in the distance children laughing cacadias or those things, the grasshopper-like things, they're going to be making the pleasant noises, you know, from your nostalgic youth, not the ones where you're like, oh, boy, now with those bugs again. Will they ever, sh-? you know, no, 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 not that kind. The kind that just drifts away, just like you will drift away from this story at some point. And slowly my voice will just become a sonic, wow, wow, wow. And then hopefully the next thing you know, you're waking up refreshed tomorrow or later on today, whatever it is. That's why I, that's what I do here. Give it a few tries. It is not, you know, like I said, it's not a tr- straight tree-lined path. It's a more of a meander. So you say, well, and all I can do is my best. So I'm just doing my best. 
to help the people I can fall asleep. So he said, I'm, uh, I have a limited skill set. And this is, I said, geez, I finally found an outlet for my limited skill set, lulling and boring people to sleep. So what are you going to do? You got to embrace it. And let's have a little virtual embrace here and say, geez, yeah, this is a safe place. Just a padding of the you know, lower middle back embrace. Nothing too intense. And you say, Wilfred, I don't know if I'm comfortable with you embracing me. Brimford, just, you know, virtually embrace me. And that's what I'll do. You're, you're welcome here. You're safe here, I hope. And most of all, I hope I help you fall asleep. So thanks for listening. All right, we got it. But before we get to the uh, housekeeping, Bob, but Bob, we got Scooter. We got a call here coming in from Alyssa. It's a nice call. Could could I could send it my way, Bob? Thank you so much for your your constant support around the phone calls, Bob. Without you're an invaluable member of this team, and I just wanted to say that as clear and as neutral as I could. Why'd well, have to be neutral, Scooter? Well, because they didn't want you to take it the wrong way. Which way would I take it? Well, I want to be neutral, you know. So you're not. I don't want. I don't, you're like a baseball player to me, Bob. A professional, a triple whatever the professional above triple A level player. And it's a marathon answering all these calls, Bob. So I want you at your best always. Why wouldn't I? Okay, Bob, play that call, please. Here's a call from Melissa Scooter. Uh, Alyssa, not Melissa, right, Bob? That's correct. You, you're the one that mispronounced. Okay, thanks. Let's play that call. Hi, my name is Alyssa. I'm calling from Tucson, Arizona. I just want to let you know that I recently found your podcast, probably about two months ago. Um, it's It's been so helpful for me. Um, nighttime is the worst time. My mind starts spinning and, and nothing works. And uh this has been a lifesaver for me. As a matter of fact, I've been suffering from an injury, and I've been laid up, and so I'm doing a lot of sleeping, but I like to put your podcast on and, and listen to it and fall asleep. It's highly entertaining, but at the same time soothing. Um, thank you so much. All right. Thank you so much, Alyssa. That was a nice call. If anybody else wants to call in, I don't have the number in front of me, but it's something for Sleepy. It'll be in the show notes of this show or older show uh, because Bob stepped out for it. He, he had a cold sarsaparilla waiting for him. Otherwise, he would. So it's my, my fault, not Bob's fault. That's right. Yeah, he can hear me. Uh, but you should uh, housekeeping. We're on the web www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. You can comment on our website. You can email me feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com. Twitter's a good place to get a hold of me. Say hi or chit chat. Uh, Dear Scooter on Twitter. Facebook's another place. Sleep with me podcast. I think on Facebook. I post bloopers on Facebook and Twitter and sleep-related articles uh, when I can get to them. We have a Facebook community. I want to thank Alexandra and Laura, our moderators over there. That's at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash nods. That'll take you to the Facebook group sign-up. And that's all free, you know, and just just slightly, you know, more where you say, geez, not just anybody can come in here and drop their pants and say, put me to sleep, because that's the kind of stuff people do on the Internet for sure. Uh, I just killed the mood there. and the, So that's the nods. I want to thank Scotty and Jennifer who do our artwork. 
who advise us on audio. They do everything. It's Scotty and Jennifer. I want to thank them. I want to thank Chris Posty Posterson over at Sounds Like an Earful, who does our music. I want to thank David T. And on behalf of David T., I'd like to say hi to Anne Marie and the other young women in the grass at the Art Melt. And not only that, I want to give a shout-out to Logan K. from Baton Rouge, who David T. ran into at the Art Melt, wearing his Sleep With Me podcast shirt. And David T. starting small talk. Remember when that was a fun drive we had? I forget what it maybe May, uh, starting small talk. I don't think it was called starting small talk. Small talk with a stranger. Well, David T., he said, hey, it's summer, my sleeper summer project. No, I'm just putting words. But he was starting small talk with strangers with his shirt. And that's alliteration, which we love at the podcast as well. Oh, boy, I lost my page here. So thank you, David T. and Logan. I want to thank Ethan K. for his shot of his Bob Kramer uh, uh, chef's knife, which was wonderful. Made my, my, made my day when they, Ethan got back to me. Uh, Larry and Zephyr, they're still putting their emails, still putting a smile on my face. Then Fox, our buddy Fox, sent me a picture that Fox drew of Lady Witchbeard, which was, oh boy, wonderful. Wonderful. I said, geez, I can't believe people are sending me art of characters I made up. It's unbelievably touching. Thank you. I want to thank Jessica, Sarah for the emails, Aaron and Cole for the email. Uh, over on Twitter, I want to say hi to Krista, Hyacinth, Renee, Billy, Erica, Babs, Anya. Oh, no, it's Eric. Erica's on uh, Facebook. I say hi to Erica right now. Uh, Anya, Libby, Karen. Also over on Facebook, Jennifer P. Or Jennifer, I don't know why I said P. Jennifer B. Uh, she she said she's going to give 10% of her paycheck to Sir Pounce in the form of... Uh, cat food and i said no don't worry about it uh, jennifer we didn't actually say that but she said she you know she was listening to the napcast at her work break to kind of help her uh you know escape to the world of space with tom and pounce so i'm glad that helped believe me i've listened to tom and before just to get through the work day too laura i want to thank you elissa i want to thank alexandra julie c dakota uh, I think that's it. If you have a chance to review the podcast on iTunes or subscribe in iTunes, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash iTunes. I think that's it. Let me double check my note. I, I want to say I'm forgetting. I mean, I'm always forgetting something. But I think that's it. Let's get on to the show. I'm glad you're all here. And let's, let's, get, you, let's get you doled out. What do you say? All right. Hey, everybody. It's Trending Twitter Tuesday. And it's a Tuesday. It's actually Tuesday. I'm, I'm a week Knock on wood, I guess it should be a better knock, knock, knock on wood, baby. But it's, it's, Tuesday, it's Tuesday the 21st, I think I said. I don't want to reach down and get my phone again. But uh, it uh, so I'm a week ahead, but it's trending Twitter Tuesday, and I was like, I have a bunch of ideas for what I was going to do this, like the next trending Twitter Tuesday about, but then... Uh, then last night I was recording Thursday's uh, episode, I think. I don't know, whatever, an intro or maybe Sunday. I don't know, but I, the, so last night I was recording another episode and, and an algorithmic came out, which is a song I had planned on writing 
I think when we got to a certain number of written reviews, I think 250, it might even been 200, which totally makes me ashamed that I haven't got it done now. I got to say that I've tried, but I think this is a, so this is an interesting story opportunity. I, uh, ISO, I think that's already trademarked ISO by some sort of electronics testing. They can say it's ISO certified. But I thought this would be a good chance for me to explore. Geez, why am I stuck with this algorithmic? I can't crack it. Uh, but to go public right now, uh, I'd, I'd said for my sleeper summer project to myself, I said, oh, geez, maybe I'll work on algorithmic five minutes a day, every day, and then it'll get done. But I was unable to file through on that. And, and I think part of it, well, it's just explored in story. So that's part of tonight's episode. And then I, then after I decided, but then after, strangely enough, after I decided that, uh, I looked on Twitter and I said, oh, you got a new follower. And the follower was a maker of a complaint application. And I said, well, anybody that listens to Simon and Pounce in space after I do the prayers to the old gods and the new, where I, where I was praying to the old gods and the new from the game at Game of Thrones about developing a complaint application with the gods. Uh, spoiler alert, you know, it works out like most of my schemes do. Uh, right? I don't know if it, I don't know how it ended. But, you know, I learned a lot. But I said, geez, that's weird because it's the second person from separate complaint companies they have been snooping around my business. My, no, no, it's my public business, so I'm not too worried about it. But I said, how in the hell did this freaking complaint app company decide to follow me on Twitter this week? Because it's not like I blog and there's no transcriptions of the episodes where it's like, oh, we're developing a complaint app from the ground up with the gods old and new. It's going to be called Midler. Uh, recently, uh, you know, I consulted with Eli from Church Arcade, and said we dropped one of the vowels out of there, so it's Midler. And it doesn't have to do with Bette Midler complaining. It's just, you know, inspired by, by our love of Bette Midler, and maybe she'll partner with us, but that's doubtful. But it was a, it was kind of a joke thing. Like, but, but so I said, geez, there's some kind of algorithm at work here. Unless the guy was like, I mean, the odds of someone working for a complaint company in their social media department, or maybe it's a small two, three, ten-person company, someone saying, hey, Bob, did you hear this buffoon on this podcast? He's he's working with fictional guys that don't exist. Now, that would be his words, of course, not mine. With these fictional gods old and new about developing a complaint app and, spoiler alert, purchasing dipping dots. As a, as, a, as a scheme to promote his, 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 his future complaint app. And he's talking about it being a freemium app with, a, you know, a God Vengeance add-on, which we decided against, I think. Uh, but, you know, they said, geez, what, uh, what are the odds that they would be looking at my profile? I just thought it was weird. I said, some kind of computer algorithm is at work here. And then I was like, well, there must be some kind of internal algorithm here as well so i say geez when i so when i start thinking about algorithms 
and companies checking my profile and, and then being stuck on this. And to be honest, I was real, I'm really embarrassed about not following through on this because it's weird. So I started walking. When I started walking, things can happen, you know. So I started walking, and I'm thinking about this, and I'm saying, you know, I, I make up other songs, and I, I say, I said, geez, what is the song? I think there's a song with Joff singing the uh, the Strangler. It was probably the apex of the podcast, and that wasn't that big a deal. So why can't I crack this algorithmic song? Is it is it performance anxiety? Is it, and then I said, well, geez, I, and then I tried to start writing. I said, well, five minutes a day, I'll start rewriting it about me struggling to write it. And I just still couldn't, and I said, is it the, because it's too electric slide, bop, 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 bop. I was going to write it algorithmic, do, 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 but I couldn't understand it uh, algorithmic, but it, but that was probably as far as I got to get some other stuff in there, but I said, well... So I was walking and walking, and before I knew it, I had walked to somewhere. I had no idea where I was. And I looked around, and I said I'd really been in the zone because I looked around, and the, the, I was in a park, but the grass was purple. That was the first sign. I was like, hmm. And then I said, okay, well, don't see. I, said, I whispered to myself, I said, don't think about it's a dream because if it's a dream, then we might have some... Uh, lucid dream sex opportunities, so please don't wonder if it's a dream. And I said, I'm not hearing anything, just, you know, strange, just purple grass. And I noticed a breeze come through, and the grass rippled in the breeze. So I said, okay, normal, strange grass, normal physics. And then I started, I said, okay, reach for, and I said, wait a second, I've been in an industrial area, and then I looked at the grass again, and I realized, I said, oh, wait, this, is this real grass? So I reached down and ran my, and I said, oh, no, this is some sort of uh, cellophane plastic grass, but a very, very uh, nice, and, and as a matter of fact, it was so nice. But my attention, I said, well, I think I'm going to lie down here. And I said, nothing better for uh, writer's block, a faux uh, non-songwriter, fake, what do you call those, tribute, it's not a tribute song, parody, songwriting block. Uh, for, you know, so I said, let's lie down in this, and I was so caught up in the purple grass. And my attention was, full, that I didn't hear, the, and I guess this purple grass I don't know if it was new. I said, well, geez, I've never been in so much Easter-style grass. But I said, you could really uh, uh, do some quiet walking. And someone said, enjoying the purple grass, are we? And I said, oh, boy. I said, what kind of... He said, that sounds like uh, somebody that's going to accuse me of uh, trespassing on private property. And so then I looked even... I said, I pretended I was... I said, I think I lost a contact down here. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, just, uh, I've just been walking and thinking. The next thing I know, and I say, "Yep, definitely lost both my contacts." Good thing uh, they were, you know, vanity. Pur- the weirdest thing is they're purple contacts. 
And they turned and looked up, and there was a, 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 bun, a humanoid bunny standing over me, as best I can describe it. Now, not a bunny you'd probably be concerned with, but not exactly. more of a business-style bunny uh, because it had a tie, yellow tie and, and, and no shirt. It did have a vest on. But I was so surprised, you know, I rolled backwards on the grass and I said, well, I just said, okay, the kind of purple, yeah, you had purple contacts. Sorry about that. I, I don't even know where I am. And then I looked around and I realized I wasn't in an industrial area. This was like a, a, a an industrial park, believe it or not, but an actual park in an industrial area, like an industrial park. Well, I guess a park in an industrial area because an industrial park we uh, could go a lot of ways with that. You know, you're very industrial. Well, well, no, that'd be an industrious park. Be like, good work, park. You're very industrious. Hey, then I got a distance enough from the bunny, bunny, b- 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 rabbit, I guess a rabbit. I, at the time, I wasn't even thinking this clearly. But I looked up at it. Had, its ears were standing up. And I didn't have the wherewithal, I guess, to determine if it was a man in a bunny suit or a bunny a bunny humanoid. But that was my first, my gut reaction was it was a bunny humanoid. And I said, well, are you a bunny man? Or are you a bunny man? And the bunny looked around, like, because I said it twice. And he gave me, I said, well, that was a bad, I said, that was a joke. You probably didn't get it because it's super obscure humor. Uh, are you a bunny man? Are you a bunny man? And I said, never mind, never mind. No one will get that joke, probably, Bunny Man. And he, he said, I'd like you to come with me. And I said, uh, well, geez, I'm just enjoying this. Gra-. He said, this is private property. I said, I knew you were going to say that. And I said, uh, I said, does this have anything? I said, does this have anything to do with uh, morally safer? And the rabbit, I swear on all the cottontails of the world, the rabbit's eyes twitched, and it didn't say, the rabbit man, bunny man, and the bunny man turned from me, and he said, come along. And then I realized there was this looming factory in front of us. Uh, believe it or not, it was a gleaming factory. I was, you know, geez, I was expecting, you know, you know, you'd expect, well, I guess you wouldn't expect you to say, geez, but this is some top-of-the-line purple grass leading into this uh, gleaming factory. Pastels, yellows, and then I, that's when I said to myself, pause, this has got to be the pause, something to do with pause. They said, I think that's a, I said, that's a good one to say when you've been gotten pause. But then my concern went to morally... Because I don't know if anybody listened to the episode long ago where I ran into Morally Safer. I th- someone, yeah, I think it was a safer. I'm pretty sure it was Morally Safer. And I tried to get him to break, you know, break the story open. We, we were, it was in Florida. And I said, Morally, let's, you know, let's pull you out of retirement into, like, part-time investigative journalism in Florida. But at the time, Morley was going through some stuff with his brother and his brother's girlfriend, so we just sorted that out, and we went our separate ways. But I said, poor Morley, he's, once again, I said, geez, I'm trying to be, grow up and be an adult, and somehow I got somebody, I said, I hope, 
that's just a, I said, hope that bunny just has a nervous twitch or like, uh, you know, maybe there's another morally that bunnies don't like because who, what bunny wouldn't like morally safer, clearly? I mean, even that name, it lacks any hardness, morally safer. It's like, uh, it's like, geez, you do, you, don't you want to be, you know, hey, bunny. But meanwhile, I was just, I guess I was trying to distract myself from the fact that I was strolling into this high-tech factory with this, behind this bunny. So I followed the rabbit man. And I, you know, for a little while, the rabbit was walking at a good pace, like uh, brisk, I'd say brisk for sure. And the rest of this factory was quiet, whisper, whisper quiet, I mean, except for me. Because I was like, what's your name? Where are we going? Nothing. This rabbit just kept walking. And for a second, I said, well, geez, I'll just stop walking. I'm not even kidding. This factory was automatic. Like I turned and the wall was coming towards me. And it had those gleaming factory. And we were just in a hallway. But it was gleaming the floor. So when the wall bumped me so gently for a wall... A mysterious moving wall to keep you moving. It started pushing me, and I, I immediately fell to my knees because I said, "Jesus, I hate to scruff the, I guess, scuff this uh, beautiful floor." And then it just coasted me right along until like, my knees started burning. I just jumped up. The wall wasn't moving very fast, but then I picked up my pace. I caught up with the rabbit man. And then he took a hard right into a, what was a conference room. And he said, have a seat. And I said, uh, no. And he, he said, okay, you stand then, but I'm going to sit. And he sat at the head of the table. And I'd say there was about uh, 20, 20, 12, 12, 24, yeah, 26 seats. Because the 12 on each side, actually I counted, so 26 seats exactly. But there was just this rabbit at that table, yellow, the yellow-tied rabbit. Blue, 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 blue vest. And uh, he said nothing, he just sat at the head of the table. And I guess that is said, well, you said I could stand. Are you going to begin... And, and I said, why am I here? Who are you? What, what, what? And he raised his paw. Or I guess it was a hand paw. It was, uh, it definitely wasn't anything I've seen on a rabbit. And, or, I mean, it's, it's tough to, to put into words. I'd say reposable thumb, yes. Some sort of, uh, what do you call it? It's like fingernails that are also, like, you could dig, dig and stuff or... You know, we, we do stuff, yeah, like uh, like the pink, the cute pink thing you want to put on your face. You know, I say, Jesus, does that look as soft as it looks? I mean, does it feel as soft as it looks? Because I'd like to get a little rub of that against my, I said that to him. Because he had a perfectly pink paws, but they were also, you know, pans. I guess you'd call them pans, P-A-N. P-A-W-S, P-A-N, H-A-N-D-S, pans, pans, like a paw hand. And uh, I don't know what of that I said out loud when I was there, but I was thinking, man, uh, and I said, I said, geez, okay, later, if I need to do something crafty, I'll say I'm a pan reader. 
and try to do a panned reading of him. But I said, listen, uh, sir, I'm, I'm going to try to talk sense to you. I don't know why I'm here. I don't know where I am. I just, you know, I know, I know you, you, you get, but do you sell that purple grass? Uh, do you have a factory outlet store here? Because I'd definitely buy that. I apologize for trespassing. I was in the middle of a long, shameful walk where I was beating myself up for, uh, like I was trying to write a song about algorithms. And that's when he put his pan up and he shut me right up. And I said, uh, and he said, I'll stop you right there, my friend. And I said, I don't correct him about being a friend because obviously he's in the position of power. And I said, I think I'll have a seat. So this is regarding algorithms. And he goes, this is regarding algorithmic. And I go, I said, da 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 do 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 And so, 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 where was so? Bum, 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 And I said, do you want the rights to algorithmic? Because I said, it's just a copy of, it's just a copy of Electric Slide, and I haven't written it yet. I said, is I said, you know, you can purchase this. And he said, I, he said, he said, do you know where you are? And I said, I'll give you one. I said, I, I, I think I can get in one guess. This is the Paz factory, I'm guessing. And he said, exactly. And he said, he goes, you know how many days it is till Easter? I said, probably a lot. I said, it's July 21st. And Easter's like April, March or April or May-ish. And he just shook shook his head, his bunny head, and he noticed his whiskers for the first time. But I still I got a good look. I said, I don't know if this is I said, I might be dreaming, but I don't want to think about lucid dreams now. I said, because I'm not, I wouldn't even be into a lady bunny, believe it or not. But he, he said to me, he, he, said, he said, tomorrow we're going to launch our takeover of the back-to-school shopping season. And I said... Okay, go tell me more, please. And he said, we've for too long, we have paused here, been, we've been satisfied with only dying eggs once a year. And, uh, you know, we've, we've decided as a company we'd like to do die eggs twice a year. And I said, oh, oh okay, so tomorrow you launch your marketing campaign to... And he said, dominate the back-to-the-school season. And I said, sound, wow, so that's a great idea. So you're going to have a back-to-school uh, egg diet? And he said, he said, exactly. And he said, he said, Our, he said we've hired it. We hired an algorithmic firm. And he said, we've been tapping into your podcast, and believe it or not, as, as much as a lunatic as we all feel. And I said, where? I said, are you sure you're not a lunatic? Because they said, uh, there's no one else in this factory. I think it's a Saturday or Sunday. Though I think my grip on reality might have been loosed. Or, well, you know, it was already loosed, I guess, shaken free. But I said, okay, so, so let me t- let me reframe everything so I can just try to pretend I'm sane. 
as I talked to a rabbit man with pans. I stumbled into the Paz, Paz factory, uh, and he said, wrong. And I said, okay, you can fill me in later. And a, a rabbit man, something, you've decided to punish me for violating your privacy, public, private property rights by telling me about your marketing campaign that doesn't seem focused enough. And when I said morally safer, you twitched and the rabbit twitched again twice. So I said, oh boy. But I said, I'm going to leave that. And the rabbit said, no, 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 we took you here. And he said, tomorrow we 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 launch well we don't have a marketing campaign, but we have billions of dollars in ad buys already done, and we need a marketing campaign to for a new wallet and I said, who I said, who's in charge here and I said, this doesn't make any sense I said, let me try to make sense of this rabbit man and okay, so how did okay whoa whoa whoa, how did you bring me here?" And they said, well, you get the technology to move walls, gleaming factory, per- make fake grass purple. Okay, so you have some powers. I said, but uh, but I said, something is not right. I said, something's rotten. And this is rotten as a undiscovered Easter egg on a, a month after Easter morning. And he looked at me like I had said something so wrong that it had bothered him. And I said, so you guys are trying to sell more Easter egg dye and whatever other Easter egg crap you bought, you, you guys manufacture. And you capture me to bring me here. And you want me to help you somehow uh, with a brilliant marketing campaign because your algorithms told you to listen to my podcast about Midler. And you, you, somehow in your rabbit, maybe you, are you, do you have a rabbit brain or a human brain or mostly a rabbit brain? And the rabbit twitched three times. And I said, say, said, is that about right? And he said, yes, we need you to come up with a marketing campaign. And he said, we've listened to your podcast and we're pretty sure that, and I said, why don't you just pay some people that are actually marketers? And then he said, there's one missing piece. And he, one of those things that, you know, a wooden desk has a hidden panel. And it flipped up. And he hit a button. And the conference room dropped about 20 floors instantly. And we opened into an even, if I thought the factory was gleaming, the next place we opened up was super gleaming. And there was like vats of what looked like uh, Easter egg dye. And rabbit, full-grown rabbit men working. This was some sort of underground. There's boiling. They look like they're boiling vats. All very standard evil guy stuff, or you know, evil plan stuff. But you said, "Jesus." And then I said, "I said, oh, I said, okay." I said, "So you you need my help selling?" I said, "Why? Why me? You know, other than you know, you listen to my podcast and you know." your smaller mammalian brain. I said, this is great. I said, how much do you pay? And he handed me a round medallion. He said, put that on. 
And I said, well, this? He said, a one-way ticket off Earth. And I said, well, geez, you definitely listen to my podcast, but you don't always know. I said, great, but I don't want to leave Earth. And he said, you'll need to. And I said, why? And he said, we come from, the, you know, some planet, Rabbitonium or something. And I said, I, I started to get irritated, you know. He said, we're taking over your planet. We're from, you know, from another world. Planet Rabbitonium will say, I don't know, because I was starting to get, I was having a rage attack. Even now, I got to take a breath so I don't pop. And plus, he wasn't even, I said, well, geez, maybe this is a dream, but this sucks. Because I saw it if I would have had a dream back at that first park. I could have thought of someone and said, oh, boy, I'm thinking about her. Is she? Oh, she's walking. Hello, my lady. Hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. But anyway, I, I think I even did that. So it was like me and this guy were not perfectly matched to be working together. And I'm starting to rage. The pop. Pots are boiling with rage, and that's when I hear Morley yell to me. And I think he had my name. I think he said, Derek, Derek. And I said, Derek. And I seen him. I seen him yelling. I I seen him on the factory floor uh, sitting in some sort of uh, one of those just, you know, when you go to a, a circus carnival where the person sits above the water and you throw something at the target, and it hits, and then they drop into the water. It was it was that, but above, like, a, a Easter egg dye that was, you know, one of those ones where they mixed all the colors together. So it was, like, the darkest, uh, nearly demonic purple, I would say, if I was going to name it and say, hey, Martha Stewart, let's get this color going, demonic purple. And she would say no. And he said, Derek. And then we made eye contact, and I said, he's calling me freaking Derek. I meet Morley Safer. I save his brother's ass from his, you know, at Easter. And he's, you know, I can't even remember my freaking name. But I said, what, why is Morley here? He, he stumbled onto your plans? And he said, exactly. He said, after you pestered him, he started following the trail of chemical company, you know. And I said, why would Morley care if you were making more Easter egg dye? And I said, oh, wait, the takeover part. I said, I totally forgot about that because I'm so I'm so angry there. But now somehow Morley saying my name wrong canceled out my rage because that's really irritating. And I said, did you listen to that one where this stupid dog kept barking so loud? And I said, if you like my podcast so much, why are you being so rude to me? And I said, I don't even know your name. Do you mind if I call you Peter Cottontail, Peter? And the rabbit just nodded. And he said, Rabbit Peter, he said, I never, I never said I listened to the, I like the podcast. And I said, well, geez, this is not going well because I can feel myself aging. And I said, okay, you know, obviously I'm going to try to screw your plans up. You got that, uh, bub? And he didn't look like it. I said, well, he's definitely from not the earth because he doesn't know who bub is. I said, Cottontail, you understand me? And he nodded, and I said, well, what's the hurry? I said, why you got to capture? I said, okay, Morley found out about your chem- takeover chemicals. Why can't you just wait till Easter? 
And he, he said, he said, this was so boring. I, I got to spare you guys from, uh, Jesus, gay's going on forever, just talking to a rabbit. And I say, believe me, this rabbit was, he said, the rabbits can't get to the point. I guess that's why they, they, uh, you know, they're not one of the top pets. It's like, oh, yeah, you're in the top 10, maybe the top 20, because you can't get to the point. A dog gets to the point, pet me, play with me, cat. Gets to the point, feed me. I don't like you. Uh, birds, they squawk. They say, hey, give me some stuff now. Uh, fish, they drop dead. You know, they say, you say, hey, thanks for nothing. I'm dead now. But you guys, they said, you're giving rabbits a bad name. You're making me give rabbits a bad name. So, yeah, I'm going to stop your plan. But anyway, why can't you wait till Easter? I don't get it. And they give me more time to stop you. And he said, well, one, we'll lose our deposits. Our marketing campaign goes live tomorrow. And uh, two, uh, we determined that the, he goes, this is, in order to die using the Paz traditional recipe, which is a perfect solution to spread our, you know, I, I don't even know what they were making because I was so irritated. And he was so boring. He said, geez, in order to the dilution... He said people need two doses a year for them to take over. And I said, are you doing like a like a mind takeover or are you taking everybody out? Because there's got to be an easier way for either one. And then Morley yelled Derek a couple more times, and he, he, and he saw me. And I said, geez, I love Morley Safer. What can I say even when he gets my name wrong? Even if this guy is not the real morally safer, he's like, I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's morally safer, though, but I'm not positive. It was some guy that looked like him. I mean, he responded when I was calling him Morley in Florida. But I said, don't worry, Morley. And he said, all right, Derek. He said, this is not a, this is not an Easter egg die only. And I said, I'm aware. I said, is there like some sort of bunny piranha in there? And he actually nodded. And I said, damn you, Cottontail. And Cottontail said, do you love Mr. Safer? And I said, so it is morally safer. And he didn't have a poker face or bunny poker. And I, I, I said, what do you want? And he said, you, you need to have our marketing. You, know, you need to have something that will go viral by tomorrow morning. Or safer you know, dies. And then we, me and him, we actually connected because it was, geez, that was hilarious. I mean, we're in the Easter egg dye factory and he uses dyes and he's has morally above a vat of dye. Oh God, it was fun. I said, Jesus, cottontail. And I said, you ever dip your, t-? I said, this has probably been used in 50 movies, but you ever dip your tail in cottontail? Uh, did you ever dip your, dip your tail in uh, dye? And he said, he just shook his head. I said, so you want me to work on a campaign uh, so you can spread your toxic Easter egg dye to do something to Earth so that I can save morally safer temporarily? And he said, yourself. And I said, and myself, and I get a one-way ticket off Earth. What about morally and he said, well, we'll take care of Mr. Safer. And I said, what about my, you know, my family and everything? And he said, they'll be, they'll be, they'll be working for us on earth. 
And I said, okay, I said, okay, well, I guess I got to play along with this because this rabbit is not. And I said, well, take me to my team. And he said, you have no team. And I said, what the hell? I said, who, who, whose podcast have you been listening to? Because it must not be mine. Because I, I said, I said, I said, you realize I just do my podcast in a closet by myself, right? There's, I don't have a team. And then he thought about that. I said, you don't have, I said, I don't even know how to work a video camera. I don't even know where a battery goes. And I said, I can't, I don't even know what a layout is or, you know, I don't even know how to use anything Adobe makes, any of those programs. And then he said, oh, shit. And I said, and then he he just started laughing. He said, I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. We got a whole marketing team. And I said, why do you? And I said, never mind. I said, just go with it. And I said, maybe I could encode. Okay, I said, I got it, I got it. I said, I started to come up with a plan in my brain. I formulated a plan to come up with the most brilliant marketing campaign ever created by a non-marketing expert whose main marketing experience, you know, consists of a failed furniture business uh, see, geez, I tr- I did I do some telemarketing surveys and uh, podcast stuff. Sold fuzzy dice and iron-on patches before, you know. But it was the team of this is rabbits that you know they eat rabbit they eat those green pellets and they that's what they had to do. They looked at the center of the conference table. There was a giant tray of green pellets there. And then I said, by the way, do you guys have a salt lick in the office? Because I need my own salt lick. There's no way I'm sharing a salt lick. And I think he said that's gerbils or something. He didn't think that was funny. And I said, I think it'd be great for part, you know, you have a lick of that and then a bite of brie. Salt, salt, what do you think? And I said, I'm just, you know, blue sky, but it's blue sky time, uh, cottontail. So then I said, geez, I got to come up with a marketing. I said, okay, back to school. I said, you know, and then the, the, he said, he said, don't worry, we, I got camera, you know, our entire planet is going to work on this marketing campaign for you. So he said, the cameras are on. So I started getting up and p- p- pacing around the room like I was, uh, I said, geez, I'm no, I'm no Don Draper for sure. But I started pacing around. I said, okay, back to school. I said, okay, kids need breakfast. They need lunch. I said, there's your hard-boiled eggs. I said, somebody's writing this down, right? And I nodded. And I said, can't tell. Get out of here. I need privacy. And so, you know, if we could do a flash four, you know, I was working all night. I had, you know, geez. I started thinking. I said, okay, the eggs, you know, that's good for breakfast. You say, just hard-boil them. And then I said, okay, guys. It was hard pitching and, you know, going back and forth with a team of Rabbits that were sworn enemies of the earth. You couldn't see them because he didn't think to have a two-way fucking feed like Skype so I could say, geez, plenty of coffee, though. Plenty of coffee is like some sort of self-perpetuating coffee machine. So that totally kept me going. But I was pacing. I said, okay, the eggs, back to school, breakfast. And I said, okay, we just got to think, you know, breaking the egg open when school's going back. And I said, that doesn't work. And I said, end of the summer. I said, no. And I said, okay. I said, how many? So 12 dozen eggs in a thing. 
And I said, what about something for the kid's anger? I said, what about, you know, smashing eggs somewhere? And I was thinking about the target of morally. And I said, Jesus, you, and then these were rabbits. They said, no American company would even, and obviously I couldn't see them, so I didn't know how they were reacting. But they were working on, you know, this limited time frame. I probably had 12 hours. They were going to lose their deposit or whatever, which I said, geez, who talked you guys into that sales sales job? And then I said, Cottontail, if you can hear me, you better be advertising on my freaking podcast. You freaking, and, oh, wait, we got to take a break. Hey, you, you, you got a scooter here. Pa's freaking egg die is the best. You need to die. I don't understand. I'm always thinking to myself. Why the hell don't people dye eggs more often? Because you ever hard-boiled eggs and you're like, this is so freaking lame. Another white egg. You know, just this is so, this is dull, lifeless. Uh, so, so freaking dye some eggs, it's great. It smells good too. You know, that it brings you back to Easter childhood if you're, you know, all, you know in a nar- raised in a narrow, you know, just Catholic or say, Jesus, Judeo-Christian, our society, just die some eggs and don't complain. Well, it's great. Die some eggs. Pause. Pause is the best. Okay, back to the show. So as the hours ticked by, I, I just kept throwing ideas. I said, okay, so we got eggs for, and you, you, I said, you could do pitch to the parents. They, you know, because the parents got back to school anxiety. Mostly it's around how the hell am I going to learn to make a lunch again? So if they knew... They could have, uh, you you pitch the parents on the, uh, it's like this big thing where all the kids are going to eat hard-boiled eggs for breakfast and lunch the next day. You know, maybe work some recipes into it. And I was like, but but you got to have somewhere the kids say goodbye to summer by smashing eggs. And luckily, there could be no resistance so I said, oh, gee, so I started coming. I said, and to be honest, I'm not trying to, I don't, I, I don't, I'm both ashamed and extremely proud of myself. So I worked through the night, pace in this room, pitching ideas to some team of rabbits somewhere. And in some sense, I said, geez, I don't really, I said, I don't want to, I want to save morally. And I said, I, but they never said we we're going to have to sit around and wait for the marketing results to come in. They just need. They said, "What? What? What's with rabbits and deadlines?" I'm real. This is becoming a rabbit bashing. But but anyway, I started coming. I said, "Geez, okay." So I came up with all these ideas, like different games, and uh, you know, Jesus, how great would it be if you had instead of an Easter egg basket, we come up with you know a, a backpack basket, backpack basket, and I said, "Well, it doesn't have to rhyme with basket, I guess." And I said, that's where you get the school supplies are a surprise. Instead of going shopping for school supplies or your clothes for the next day. And then the pay, everyone knows what they're wearing for clothes. And I was like, and you as a corporation should donate, you know, to make sure everyone that earns less than like sixty, seventy thousand 70000 a year is going to get sweet school supplies too. And even then, I heard a couple rabbits growling or something. They said, hey, "Yeah, well, I don't care. You know, for every pack of pasta you buy, one 
There'll be one more twinkle in a child's eye come back to school morning. And I was like, and you get this fur? I said, well, Jesus. And then I said, maybe, just maybe, Paz, Paz people, you get some giant government grant because you unify this. You're finally the ones that unify the school calendar. If that's a good idea, I said, maybe you guys do. I have Paz Institute. I said, maybe you should get a think tank instead of checking out podcasters to do your marketing work. And then I was pitching, and I'm pretty sure, even though the ideas I told you, I'm sure there were some good ideas in there because I was like going a mile a minute, drinking coffee, drinking coffee. I even at some point ate one of those green giant rabbit pellets. Tasted like grass and sawdust. I'm pretty sure that's all it was. But then it started to catch up with me, the fact that I was probably being the most productive, probably being the most productive and come up with the best ideas of my entire life, but to use against my own people, the the human people and the school children of Earth. And I was like, this is horrible. And and at some point I, I noticed that, you know, no one came in when I stopped pitching ideas. I mean, for, and then for a while, I was saying an algorithm. You just blew it algorithmic. You helped the Paz Corporation destroy it. Planet Earth thing. So I'm up there all, all night. I'm working all night. And then uh, at some point, I passed out because I was weeping in shame. I was like, geez, I just, uh, if, I, if I just attained marketing brilliance. And I fell deep asleep on this conference table. And then I woke up and they said, geez, I fell deep asleep on this camera. But then I woke up because I, I said, geez, I didn't really fall asleep. I was just so exhausted when the earth was making weird noises. And I said, I need to to get morally safer out of here. And then I like, uh, I said, I tried the door. It didn't work. I tried uh, I tried the windows. They didn't work. And the windows looked out on the factory floor. I still saw Morley. He was down there. He was sleeping. He had a pretty sweet sweet neck pillow, even though he was sitting above the, the vat. They had him kind of strapped in with some bungees. And he had a neck pillow, so he looked semi-safe. But I said, gee, I said, that's both a nice and... I said, they couldn't have moved him. I thought they only had him in... And they noticed the factory must have been closed for the night. I said, well, and he said, I still got to sense something did not add up here. I said, well, it's not a, we're not in a lucid dream. He said, could this be a dream? And I said, if it's a dream, the door will open and a beautiful woman will come in, particularly, possibly, and I said, you know, I thought of some somebody that I had seen recently. And the door did not open, but I said, well, that's not proof. It's not a dream because I try that every time. And then I said, and then usually I start to try to, like, let my attachment. And I said, where would a rabbit hide a, uh, where would a rabbit hide? And then I thought about it. I said, I wish I didn't drink so much coffee. And I said, these guys have the technology to make a perpetually refilling coffee machine. And uh, they don't, they can't come over there. And then I said, oh, Jesus, coffee's got to be coming from somewhere. And it went up to the table that the coffee maker was, and I went to the wall behind it. And I started puncturing the wall. 
and I realized that it was a, it was actually a, a door. So after I punched it a couple of times, the door started to shake, and then I opened it, and then I saw this poor rabbit man in there was just in there with K-cups, and I said, what a waste. And he looked at me, and I saw it was just a floor was covered in those stupid cake. I said, who the hell? And I said, you guys own Gurik too. And then I, I was so enraged. And believe me, I know a lot of people have K-cups. Uh, but it just sort of threw into a K-level cup rage. I top everything else, I grabbed this rabbit. And I say, where the hell are your keys? Blah, blah, blah. And I say, you don't have it. And then I realized there was behind him was a, another door. And so I got out of the rabbit's way and went through the door and went into this giant room of, uh, you know, coffee cup storage. And I said, this pot, I said, I got to get a hold of the shareholders of this pot because this Peter Cottontail. And I said, I wonder if they're a publicly traded. He said, they're probably Swedish or, I said, but now with this guy in charge, probably like a, and they said, geez, what a shame. He probably bought, they probably bought the company. But then all of a sudden, the room started to tremble, tremble, and they, they heard all the K-cups sh- sh- uh, shaking. And they said, they, they said, well, there could be something going on inside because I drank so much coffee. They're identifying with the coffee. And they said, maybe that's part of my rage. And then the K-Cups, they started to bounce around like something out of a stop-motion animation movie, like an amateur one, a good amateur one. But an amateur one at that, and they started dancing around. And I was trying to look, look, but then my head started spinning, and the the K-Cups, they started to form a wall around me. And I said, no, I won't be imprisoned by these K-Cups. And I ran through the wall, and I said, well, geez, luckily they don't have much bulk to them. And then I saw the door, but then I trumped, you know, they tripped me. It was like straight out, and then all of a sudden, suddenly this has gone from stop motion to motion, K-cup motion capture. And they threw, like, it became, they started to formulate into some humanoid, too, like with a whip of K-cups around my ankle. And I'm crushing K-cups, and I'm saying, damn you, Newman own this i'm saying for the love of glenn lever whatever you call it no and i'm fighting off and then they're shooting k-cups hitting me in the eye but i see a door i run through it having to run out like and i see those metal stairs that go down to the factory floor k-cups are running after me and I'm trying to think. I said, think fast, my friend. Think fast, as fast. And I said, I saw the bubbling vat. So I started running around the vat. And at first I said, well, maybe these K-cups uh, are new. So they started chasing me around the one giant circular vat. And then Maury woke up and he said, Derek. And the K-cups looked at him. One K-cup shot him, put him right back out. And I said, oh, "You're gonna pay for that." What? What? What was it? Was that a? Uh, was that a generic or a brand name? And I said, "What? How licensing agreements do you have?" And I said, "Geez, I didn't know I had this vein of feeling about K cups in me, considering my parents have one. They might even have one." And I said, "Geez, I drink a lot of coffee, so I should have better keep my mouth shut." But I started running around this vat, and as sooner or later, the K cups had the intelligence to stop. And then I almost ran it, and I said, "It was started with like playing with a dog. We're chasing each other. 
Then the K-cups broke into two, so I kicked one, caught my foot, a whole sequence. And then I noticed all the other K-cups. There was another K-cup of broken K-cups limping at me. And pretty soon they had gotten a group of, like, all the K-cups, even the discarded ones, which I said, geez, about time. They said, I'm proud of you guys. They had cornered me. Yeah, like broken K-cups, discarded used K-cups, and fresh K-cups. And then they formed one giant K-cup creature. Had me up against this vat. And Morley was out cold. And I said, oh, boy. And I said, how dumb. And then I started thinking to myself, how dumb is these K-cups? And I said, you know, movie, you know, action moves, don't fail me now. And I reached up my hands behind my head. I grabbed the side of the vat. And I did one of those, you know, reverse somersaults up a wall. Really strained my arms. But right at that moment, the K-Cups had decided to strike. And they struck right into the boiling vat of uh, Paz Dye. And they said, geez, it must be a, a vat. I said, geez, it must be concentrating this stuff. You know, I said, what is this? And, and the K-Cups were destroyed because of the melting. Otherwise, it was the only possible way. And the K-Cup creature was blah, blah, blah. And I said, that probably isn't good for the die either. But then I said, I got to get the hell out of here. We, I got to get to the, uh, you know, marketing. I said, geez, I don't even know. Hopefully I'll wake up. Uh, so after the K-Cups were gone, I ran ran over to Morley. I I, uh, I said, geez, I don't want to. I, I said, Morley, Morley. He said, Derek. He woke up. He said, Derek, Derek. And I said, Morley, is this a dream? And he said, no. And I said, so is the Paz Corporation trying to point some, some convolute? And he said, I don't know. I can't get to the bottom of it either, but it's bad. And I said, I'm pretty sure I, I, I made it worse because I just gave him an ace marketing campaign to uh, to, to, to a new back-to-school celebration. I said, I think he even came up with a witty name for it, but I'm not sure what I called it. And they said, here, and I said, I helped him get down. And it was a little bit treacherous, but boring treacherous, trying to get this old, older man un, unbungeed. And I said, geez, is that is that a cellophane purple grass on that neck pillow? And Morley said, it is. You wouldn't believe how comfortable it was. And I said, damn, that Peter Cottontail. So I got Morley down, and I said, I said Morley, we got to stop uh, this eventual, this launches marketing behemoth, which will eventually, uh, and I said, you, I said, I said, what in the name of Leslie Stahl's Lowell Bergman's phone number? And Moy said, that wasn't funny. I said, well, I said, I was hoping you would wake up and say, what in the Leslie Stahl? I said, I love, I said, if I had to choose between the two of you, I don't know who I'd choose to save, Morley. And he said, you best be joking. I said, I said, anyway, Morley, I said, where the hell, you got your phone, do you have a phone? Are you one of those flip phone holdouts? And he, no, he pulled out a freaking, uh, some sort of phone energy. And I said, you need to get Lowell Bergman, Glenn Greenwald, Leslie Stahl on the horn now. 
and you'll see if you can get a hold of freaking some other guys uh, whose names I don't know of. Maybe get Robert Reich on there because I think I'm betting him and uh, Bergman are neighbors. I think they both teach at Berkeley. As a matter of fact, get Michael Pollan and uh, Eric Slosher. I think they they live. In, I think they all teach at Berkeley. I think. Lowell, luckily Morley hadn't had as much coffee as me. So he said, okay, and he was already dialing. And he said he had a conference called in, and it wasn't able to pause and appreciate. And I said, tell them, I said, tell them about it, blah, blah, blah. I said, tell them to start, and he was explaining to him. I said, we got to go. And he said, where? I said, uh, she, I said, probably deeper into this factory. And I said, well, would you? I said, what if, I said, one second, Morley, what if this is some media, like, purchase, like, says somebody needed a big ad buy in these, this planet of uh, Boz? I said, I think I figured it out. I said, we got to go. And, and he said, where? And I said, if I know anything about anything, which I don't normally, but I said, we got to, I said, if we go deeper in this factory, as deep as deep goes, or right there, I said, that that wall, I said, let's go. And then we ran around the factory for a little bit because it was a wrong gut move, and I said, okay. And I remembered I was wearing the medallion, and it was a one-way ticket off planet Earth. And I realized the medallion had a button, and I said, well, geez, I don't know how, I said, I said, listen, Morley. He said, something is not right here, but I said, it, it's like, almost like, uh, I, I said, geez, I can't figure out something strange. I may be asleep, but I'm not, I'm doubting it now that I see you. I said, I want you to get out of this factory and, uh, you know, ma- make sure you meet up with Lowell because hopefully we're still in the Bay Area. And I said, wait a second, Morley, maybe. And then I said, geez, let's back outside. So we ran back outside to the purple grass. And that's when I realized I looked around and I said, geez, I hadn't looked at the sky before. The sky was as as, as green as the bottom of an Easter egg basket. That was the color of the sky. And I said, Morley, we're on some sort of pause planet. And he said, he said, it can't be. He said, he, he said, uh, he said, cause I got Will Bergman on the phone and Leslie Stahl and Glenn Greenwald. And I said, how many bars you have? And Morley said, three and a half. And I said, out of five. And he said, this phone goes to six. And I said, geez, you're nothing like the Morley safer I made up in my mind. He said, you're so much better. And you should have seen, if you thought the Morley Safer's 60 Minutes was gritty and joyful, he was, He said, let's get these guys down. And he said, "What do you? where do you think we are? And I said, I think we're in some sort of, like, Hershey Park with Paz. And I said, we, were, we ran out of the factory, and then we ran into the streets. And we were still on some back factory streets, but I said, I said, we got to find this. We, we really, I was trying to find the apex of the sky. So I could run, I was like, I'm pretty sure it's a dome, Morley. We're in some sort of park. And then we reached, finally reached some sort of, uh, we, we, we reached, we ran through more of these industrial buildings, but we reached the edge of the industrial sector. And before us, 
stood like an entire before us stood like what could only be called Easter Town. But beyond that was uh, in the sky, beyond that was these giant windows. And beyond the windows was the planet Earth. And uh, I said, geez, I don't know why cell phone. I said, they must have cell tone. I said, oh boy, this is weird. And I said, we're on some sort of pause based space station, morally. And I said, this is weirder than a dream. And he said, we need to get to the bottom. I said, finally, we're partners again. And I said, that was the whole intention of that other episode. And I didn't even think I would run into you this time. And he said, well, I, and he said, hold on, Grant, 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 and he said, I said, Glenn Greenwald's hard to say. But he had gotten Glenn Greenwald, and they had teamed up. It was just a little bit of argument over the, like, it was going to be run on 60 Minutes. It just happened to be Sunday afternoon. And then Glenn, anyway, they were working at the authorship. They had blown open the marketing part of it and the chemical part of it. But and then I started to feel the space station move. I knew, I said, geez, more this isn't done yet. And that's when I felt it drip on my shoulder. And I looked up and I noticed it. And I looked like there was some sort of drip dripping down brown chocolatey colored and I looked over and Morley had already been encased in some sort of hollow chocolate bunny and then I that then I started then everything went dark and I was inside of a a presumably a, a hollow chocolate bunny. And that's that's the end of the story for tonight, I guess. So we'll leave it there. I guess this is gonna be a continuing tale of uh Pa's Planet? I don't know. I didn't expect this tale to come up, but it did. So I hope you're asleep, and if not, I'll talk to you soon.